Welcome, world, to episode 202 of the Chamberlain Chance and Alex podcast. My name is Chance, and I don't write shit. With me, as always, is Chamberlain and Alex. <laughs> Chamberlain, how are you doing this week? I, I am wandering aimlessly from game to game with a hole in my heart that can only be filled by, doing... by a double-barreled shotgun. Oh, it's going to be good. Literally suffering from gaming wanderlust. So I... much so that I actually watched some television last week. Dear God. And... I watched the first episode of Picard. Oh, how good was it? It was awesome. <laughs> Shit, I still haven't seen it. But, but we'll get to that. We'll get to Alex. How you doing? I'm doing good. All right. As good as it can be. As good as we all smoldering can. embers of democracy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's brutal. It's they at brutal. least keep your feet warm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so question about Picard. Yes, I only watched the first episode because I, I I cannot stomach paying for another streaming service. Once maybe the whole season's out, I'll pay for it and I'll watch them all. Mm-hmm. I just I mean honestly, I caught the caught the first episode on YouTube. They have all of the first episode available on YouTube for free. I anticipated that my streaming would have it because my my cable company or my the cable that I have in Canada somehow has Star Trek Discovery, whatever it was, mm-hmm. or whatever the Which last. Which is also pretty good. The newest one. Yes, I've heard that too, but I've never watched it. My older mm-hmm. brother got into it, but I've never watched it, and uh, so I looked up to see if I could have if I have Picard on my. I don't. So I didn't even watch the first episode because I'm not going to tease myself like that. So it works because it picks the right Next Generation episode as a basis. Do you remember Measure of a Man? No. Measure of a Man is when Data is put on trial for his Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where Picard represents him and Riker represents the other douchebag. Now I will turn the machine off. Yes. That's the starting point for this. Picard, spoilers for Picard episode one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Picard has left Starfleet because he is embarrassed of how Starfleet handled something and runs into a woman who he very figures out is Data's daughter. He's a human, he's a, a biological android, basically. She's a construct, but doesn't know it. And so the entire first episode is him coming to terms with who this person is and dreaming about Data and hating himself for having done nothing for the past 20 years, realizing he has a mission again. And you're like, oh, yeah, this feels like a very good Next Generation episode. Ooh. And then it ends on a cliffhanger and you're like, fuck, it's serialized television. Now I need to watch the rest of it and I'm not going to do it. But it has... Wonderful touches for anybody who grew up on the next generation. Chance, I know you did. I did. I did too. He goes into a vault area that, like, he has locked off in the archives that is all just his old stuff. And on the wall, there's a banner that says Captain Picard Day. <laughs> and I'm like, I remember that episode. And there's, it, it there, there, there's a little bit of member this in here, but it doesn't, it doesn't rely on that. It, it's, it's Picard, but old. I mean, it is sad to see. Patrick Stewart getting old. He's he's getting old. He looks it. Yeah, but but he uses it. It makes sense. There are things that happen due to his age that makes sense. So the the thing about the nostalgia for the the next generation is if you actually go back and watch the next generation by today's standards that shit is mad problematic. I can't watch well, it. Well, but you can't start in the first season. You need to start in at least season 2 or 3. Even then, even then, like you had like, you know, Troy's always wearing the miniskirt. Like, pretty much. Troy was an intergalactic cheerleader for years. 
she got so much better by the end, though. And I'm not saying it didn't improve. I'm just saying that it's a reminder of how far we've come. And yeah, it's just, it's good that it Picard is. is it's good that Picard is focusing itself on what I would consider to be a civil rights issue. It is. No, that, that yeah. that's where it starts. Is that yeah. I'm sure it's going to go more places, um, but that's kind of where it begins. Is our androids people? Because because of something that happened, um, investigations in synthetic life forms have been synthetic life forms have been banned for like twenty years, because okay. there's some Blade Runner esque shit that went down. Be- because I'm I'm just like kind of sci fi geeky, and you say she's like an organic construct. What what do you what do you mean? Because I know a spoiler alert for the episode: she dies in the episode. She does. So so when she dies, is there like red blood, or is it like white alien blood? You or- don't see it. It just there's an explosion, and she's just gone. Oh, so I mean, there's not, like, you don't, like, see, like, there's, like, like blinking lights inside, like, data? No, no, she gets cut at one point, and she bleeds. So oh. she's she's human. It's but just in episode two, you do get a Borg autopsy. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, she's a twin. And then the whole point from here on out is is he is going to go out and try to find the twin, and the Romulans have her. Well, the one thing I, that kind of bugged me is it has that, like, dishwashing show where, like, it, every scene ends with the summary of the scene you were just watching. Yeah. And that one seems like, so there's another one. <laughs> and it was, it was a little much. There's it was a little too much muscle on that. I know, but. It's still fun. It's, it's a fun I, in an old fashioned kind of way, and I really like it. Liked is, it is, and I, if it was on regular TV, I would probably watch it, but the fact oh, yeah. that I wouldn't need yeah. to actually pay another, yeah. for another streaming service. Yeah. That, that's what's turning me off, so. On it, top of Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, God, so, you're, yeah. Yeah. So it's once this season is done, I will plop down the cash for a month and I will watch the entire season. It's good. It's I don't know that I will. Good. I'll I'll see if it's on like DVD and I'll buy it for twenty bucks on on Blu-ray yeah, or maybe, something. Maybe. I feel like that'd be a better. You could tell they actually spend some cash on special effects. I mean, this isn't movie quality, but it's not bad. It's, it's not, not bad. far below the two thousand nine movie. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, I went to a theater and saw Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman. Okay. Ah. Hmm. Okay, so I think the best way to compare this is to the, and I keep on, I, I loaned a guy the Vengeance trilogy a couple of weeks ago, and I compared it to Quentin Tarantino's work, and I'm now going to compare Guy Ritchie's work to Quentin Tarantino's. Mm. And that's not fair, because Guy Ritchie is more of a... More They're of contemporaries. A, they are, but I consider Guy Ritchie to be more of a, um, oh God, who's from Dust Till Dawn? Uh, Quentin Tarantino. No, Spy Kids. Come on. Oh, oh, um, oh, Desperado. Oh, oh, oh. The the Rod- Mexican ah oh, shit um, he's not Mexican he's like I mean no 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 wait, was, he, the, the Mari- no, was it mariachi did he oh, did for, yes, no, mariachi and then desperado desperado okay, and then desperado. I know what you're talking about Rodriguez oh, no uh, yes Rodriguez Robert Rodriguez yes, yes, yes it is Rodriguez hey. yes, yeah, yeah. Robert Rodriguez can do really really good action and but then turn around and make a kids film and it's pretty good mm-hmm. so can Guy Ritchie Guy Ritchie can make really cool fun adventure movies uh, uh fucking Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Or like crime movies, and then he can turn around and turn out actually a pretty good live action version of Aladdin. I, so, I might be the only guy on earth that actually really, really likes those uh, Guy Ritchie um, Sherlock Holmes. I love those Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes. The second like, one, the second yeah. one is not as good as the first one, but in in total, in their entirety, they're wonderful. I love that train sequence. Agreed. I mean, there's so much great stuff. Anyway, 
so, okay, so just like in his early, in his early days, Quentin Tarantino was incredibly fast paced, incredibly energetic, incredibly kinetic filmmaking for, uh, for Reservoir Dogs and certainly for Pulp Fiction. And then he just kind of became more thoughtful and more considered and was doing longer and longer conversation scenes. The longer, the further he went on and his work became far better, uh, culminating at Hateful Eight and then just taking a fucking nosedive for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, as far as I'm concerned. Guy Ritchie is much the same. Um, Snatch was a lot slower than Lockstock, but it was still energetic. Um, what was it after that? Rock and Rolla. I think Rock and Rolla was the one after Snatch. And that was a much slower pace, much more about the characters and kind of letting them breathe, but still kind of some silly, wacky hijinks, just not quite as, you know, rough and ready to go as those young ones are. This is an old criminal. <laughs> Uh, ready to sit down and have a long talk and convince you how smart he sure he is. <laughs> is. Is it a stretch to see that man as a pot farmer? Um, no, 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 no. And, and there are wonderful actors in this movie and they're given some really nice stuff to chew on. I don't like Charlie Hunnam. I still don't. No, he's, he's always been terrible. I don't know why he keeps getting work. Agreed. And, uh, um, he's why I couldn't watch, um, that was that, uh, Pacific Rim. Anything no, he's in. No, all that too. In. But I like Pacific Rim in spite of him. But yeah, um, what was that motorcycle? Oh, goddamn. Yeah. Uh, Sons uh, of Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Because everyone it's I love Ron Perlman. I'll sit yeah. there a lot for Ron Perlman. But my, my problem with his character in Sons of Anarchy is all the other characters would talk about how smart his character was, and it just never came across. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just way more convincingly American. I'll say it. Yeah. And, and he's, he's, ah, he's terrible. Anyway. He's a bad actor. Anyway. I'm sure he's really, really nice and easy to work with, but he's terrible. So this is this is the slowest pace Guy Ritchie film you've ever seen. Um, it it's it's, char- its characters are tr- you can tell that the filmmaker is very impressed with how clever he thinks he's being, oh. but it doesn't it, it didn't feel to be such a wonderful payoff for the audience. Like uh, e- each individual scene was kind of less enjoyable. Um, what's his name? The the Irish guy. He was a Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, yeah. Colin Farrell does an awesome job as as just you know one of Guy Ritchie's funny side character, funny fast talking side characters in this. He's an underrated character actor. No, he's great. Like, and he has a lot of fun in this. And everyone in this movie is having a lot of fun. Um, but it's it, it's just kind of like it really is. You've seen really this movie is. before, yes. Uh, and, and what's his name? Uh, the guy who plays the uh, oh play uh, uh, play a game with me, Raymond. Play a game with me. The guy from. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just so charmingly befuddled. I'm a. I'm in every romantic comedy in the late nineties. Oh, okay. Hugh Grant. Um, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah. Hugh Grant plays this really smarmy, in it for the money, uh, reporter, and you can tell he's loving playing. It's like watching Tom Cruise play that producer in, uh, in, um, you know, the blackface movie with Robert Downey. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, it's like watching Tom Cruise do that role in Tropic Thunder. They're just having fun. Now, the movie itself, less interesting. The plot, less interesting. But um, it's it's also like just going back to visit an old friend who's just grown up a bit. So I enjoyed it because I loved those early movies. Loved Snatch. Uh, enjoyed Rock and Rolla. Enjoyed this. But um, it's, not, it's not his best. I have seen uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood twice now. Got dragged yeah. to it once. The first time I saw it, I didn't really think much of it. I was actually pretty pretty bored. Yeah. Then I watched it again, and I kind of love it. Oh. Yeah. 
Okay, but you know what else is available on streaming services now? Jojo Rabbit. I'd love to see that again. I do want to see that. I want to see that again. So I, between the two of them, (laughs) I'm probably going to watch Jojo Rabbit again. But I, the thing is, I don't know. It's entirely possible that this is his best movie and I just hated it on first viewing. I hate the idea. Watch it again. Once you know exactly where it's going, I didn't, you start noticing a lot. Margaret Robbie's acting a lot more than she seems. If that makes sense. Speaking of, I can't wait to see Harley Quinn. I've decided. I can I'm, take it or leave it. I'm kind of dying. I, Did you see it? No, I'm just oh, like okay. I just I don't know. I don't know. No, I read a I read a review that was that was basically people like, like it, but I'm people have said those nice things about movies I couldn't stand, so I don't know. The last, uh, what was it? Uh, hmm? Oh god, damn it! The last movie she was Harley Quinn in. Um, oh, that was a Suicide terrible. Squad. Everyone was agreed it was terrible. Wretched. Everyone, no, no, everyone agreed the movie was terrible except Margot yeah. Robbie as Harley, which is true. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. was wonderful. I had no idea Margot Robbie was Australian. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't she, know. She does a great job. She was on Hot Ones. Hot Ones is back on, so she was <gasps> out there eating hot wings. Oh, I gotta watch that one. Her she and um, the guy yeah, that yeah. plays Manson in Once Upon a Time, they're both Australian, and I had no idea. He was first on, I first saw him on Justified as um Dewey Crow. He is fucking Australian. He is Australian as fuck. He popped up in a show called Rake. I'm like, holy shit. Oh my God. Is Dewey putting Crow on a good American Aust- accent like yeah. part of actor's education? Is that is, is it because we're a big market that they just need to be it able to do an like, American yeah. accent? It is the market, yeah. And like Australians like have this weird kinship with America. They kind of like, we're they're also like frontierish and they kind of get it. True. And Racist, they, they're you know. really good at Kentucky accents apparently. And there was that whole Paul Hogan thing in the nineties. That's true. We did <laughs> love them for. There was there was that Australia phase, man. They're still ma- they're still making Outback Steakhouses. <laughs> that is true. I've eaten an Outback Steakhouse. They're okay. It didn't kill me. They're okay. <laughs> they're okay. I'll, I'd rather cut off my, a finger than eat at Applebee's again. But them and Chili's, they're all right. I had a burger at Applebee's the other day. It wasn't bad. That's the best thing you can say about them. Well, I wasn't going to risk it. But you didn't else. get sick when I've you had burgers at Chili's that were really good. I have gotten sick at an Applebee's, actually. I, um, <laughs> yeah, like, like years ago, uh, me and a girlfriend were there, and I think it was the gravy, because I remember dipping a frying gravy and thinking, ooh, that gravy didn't taste right. <laughs> and then I go home, and at three in the morning, I am in the bathroom, no. uh, puking my guts out oh, to yeah. the point that I passed out while puking. Oh, wow. Wow. Because I, like, heaved so hard, I basically broke something. <laughs> So it was your body going fuck you? So, so yeah, Applebee's. A, a, it was okay. A, a couple weeks and then ago, that's this other thing. A couple weeks ago, I was on my way to go see. Uh, or last week, I was on my way to go see that that movie, and I had like forty five minutes to kill. And it was an Applebee's in the parking lot. I'm like, I could go for a burger. It probably won't kill me. I did consider <laughs> but it the risk. Got you I did, right to the edge. I did consider the risk. <laughs> Thank God, Chipotle exists. Uh, oh, I love Chipotle. Yep. Qdoba's good too, but Chipotle's better. I've yeah. never eaten that at Chipotle. Wonderful. Wonderful cheap burritos. I don't know that we even have Big in Canada. Big in your fucking head. The thing is, like, the, the Chipotle thing is that, it, like, you, you're going to have bad poos afterwards. Is no, that's just no. a weird South Park episode. Okay. It, it, the joke is, I'm sure it was like a writer's conversation, like, what would it take to get you to stop eating Chipotle? Like, man, even if it made me shit my pants, I'd make a cottage industry around diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're they're pretty damn good. I kind of want one almost every day. Yeah, the problem is if you get one of those burritos every day, you'd weigh five hundred pounds. Yes, you would. I started breaking. They started breaking down the calories of the tortilla alone. I was like, holy uh-huh. shit! They don't fuck around. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, 
Chamberlain, you said you had gaming wanderlust earlier. I do. Complete gaming wanderlust. I had so. the exact same fucking thing. In the past week, I purchased, um, uh, I purchased Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. I call um, that playing hopscotch. Why? Uh, because, I don't know, because I just keep, it, it's kind of still part of the cultural conversation around video and games. how it's much a, of it did you actually play? It's a symbol of the video game as a whole. And I think I crossed like two things off the first list. Uh-huh. But that, but again, I've only had it like a day. But so. still, do you feel compelled in any way no. to go play as an asshole goose anymore? Um, mildly, but I'm not. I'm not super compelled. It, I'm, I'm glad it exists and people like it. Let's yeah. put it that way. That's fine. It's for other people. And but I feel like I am absolutely sure. Like I may return to the goose. There is no fucking way I'm going back to Wander Song. I'll tell you that. Oh come on! I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. It's just uh, I don't want to just say use the word boring. It's because not boring. It's heartfelt. It's earnest. You are absolutely correct when you called out this game's writing. It's wonderful writing. Mm-hmm. It's lively. Like these characters feel. I don't know. There's something really tangible about almost every character you meet in here. Even like a cranky old lady who really doesn't want you to get rid of that ghost. Like, it's wonderful. Oh, that was pretty funny. I like it. It is. There's all <laughs> kinds of wonderful, charming, funny things. But in terms of what I, the player, was actually tasked to do, I was like, oh, fuck off. Like, this is nothing. This is a nothing just, game. You're just moving back and forth and jumping? You're, you're moving yes. back and forth and moving the right analog stick around to hit appropriate notes. And that's it, as you sing. And that's, it's that, an interactive that story at that point. It's very less of much, a game and more of an interactive story. Not enough of a game for me. Mm. All right. Beautiful okay. presentation. Okay. Be- yeah, like okay. a lovely storybook you could hand to a child. Not a game I'm interested in playing. All right. So since you didn't get far enough, I'm going to spoil a little piece of it for you. You spoiled the whole thing. No, I did not. There was one interesting meta thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. All of the achievements slash trophies are from the hero's perspective. Not oh. the bard. <laughs> That's cool. Because the bard is constantly fighting with the idea that he's not the hero and he still ends up saving the world. But every time you sh- you sh- the hero shows up, all of the achievements are from her perspective. Hmm. Which I actually thought was a nice touch. That is a nice touch. So, Untitled Goose Game, Wander Song, what other hopscotch did you do? <clears throat> the Outer Wilds. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've heard wonderful things. Uh. They are all correct. Hmm. Chamberlain, have you tried this? I did. I hated it. Of course you did. Of course you did. You silly fucker. <laughs> I hated it because of the repetitive nature. You die, you start back at the beginning and do it again. Yeah, but... It's basically I, so, Groundhog's Day of the game. No, but, 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 okay, but when, when you say you do it again, I didn't do the same thing once. I've done like six different things and every, also, every one left me with more questions about this world. I didn't like the controls, honestly. I got, I got like, I fell, I got sucked into the middle of the black hole planet. I'm like, ah, no. I didn't want to deal with it anymore. Uh, I kind of spoiled the ending for that game myself, and it's really good. You're going to like it. I think there's a spoiler for the ending in the trailer of the game, like what, how you accomplish oh, it. Oh, no. That sucks. Well, it showed me something about like a ship flying into the sun as Wenova, which <laughs> I think is probably the correct ending. But, like, okay, so on my first, like, I, you spend half an hour walking around this, this, like, wooden village. Yeah. And these people have somehow assembled a spaceship, and everyone's talking about the space program. You're like, what the fuck could it be? You walk into a wooden spaceship. You mm-hmm. put, you put on, like, a fucking, a fucking, like, steampunk, uh, spacesuit. And then you launch off the planet and you see the horizon dipping away and the, and the, the stars come up and you see the, all, every, every planet in the solar system swooping around on its orbit. Fucking incredible. And there's like a, a, there's a special button to match speed with a stellar object as you go towards it. So you can like, kind of like start orbiting around it or you can just bring your ship right up to it and then jump out of your ship and then go over to like this little piece of space debris and see what's out there. It's fucking incredible. 
It is yeah, fucking incredible. One thing I liked was was that you would find other because you're not the only one out there. There yeah, are other yeah. explorers who are marooned on these planets, and you would find them by listening. Yeah, they're all playing music. Yeah. But, I yeah, I hour and a half of that I was done. I couldn't. No, do I am. I am fascinated by Outer Wilds. I think it's wonderful. I and I went right back into work and talked to James, and said, "So remember what we were saying about how." Um, uh, Death Stranding was really rewarding exploration. He goes, yeah. I go, this is incredible exploration. He goes, I know. So that's what it is. This is like Death Stranding was Damn it. mechanically I'm- rewarding. This is lore rewarding. This is like ch- churning your mind rewarding. Really interesting. Well, see, sure. I played something similar to that that actually just came out. Wait, one sec, one sec. Alex, you had oh. something on the tip of um, your I, I'm just worried it would kind of ruin uh, No Man's Sky for me. Mm. It's been a long time since I played No Man's Sky. It's so much bigger. I know. Like, well, oh, submarines and shit. Oh man. Oh my god. I played No Man's Sky for about two hours when it first came out. I, I played drunk for a lot. out of my gourd. I probably. And I remember emailing you, begging you to stop. I'm like, can I stop playing this, please? No. no I think the answer's like, no. You got to keep going. Did I? Okay. Yeah, you were, you were tormenting me that evening. Fair enough. So, yeah, I never did go back to that, but... That's a shame. Last couple of days, I played Journey to the Savage Planet. Oh. I'm Googling that. Which is like No Man's Sky, but much, much smaller and curated. So not randomly generated, ah. but you're on this world exploring. It's a cross between No Man's Sky and like Metroid Prime with a little bit of shooting in there. It's a $30 game. It's a budget title, right? Okay. Metroid but Prime? I played it for like... It, it, I got out through almost all of it in about eight or nine hours, and it was a blast. It's just basic exploring, a little bit of lock tease, a little bit of humor on there, these little round little birdie things that you shoot, and they may leave carbon behind. The The crafting is there, but it's vastly simplified from what's in No Man's Sky. There's like three different materials, carbon, aluminum, and one other thing. It's, it's, it's basically No Man's Sky light and small. So the investment of time isn't there. I played it for three evenings and I finished it, and it was just fun. I don't and think I'll actually, ever reach the center of the universe, and I don't. I hope I don't. See, well, okay, but let, let us point out that this has always been a metric of Chamberlain's that a positive for a game is that it can be beaten quickly. Yes, it's true because I need to play the next thing. That's right. So for the average consumer, <laughs> yeah, no, like No Man's Sky is a hot tub. That's the best way I can describe it. A hot tub. Yeah. So they just want to slip into for like two or three hours. And then after a while, you're like, yep, I'm good. I'm done. I am feeling a little gross. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it, it's, it is a $30 game. Absolutely. It's a $30 game. It's a budget title. But it knows it and it understands how long it's going to hold your interest. And then it lets you go. And also, for people who enjoy it, it's got co-op. Ooh. So the couch two of you can explore. Not couch co-op. Oh. Online co-op. But if you got thirty dollars to blow, you could do worse. Lack of weapons—you got one gun. If you kind of power up a little bit, but it's shooting is really not it. It's it's mostly slightly guided exploration. So, visually very colorful. You have an AI companion that's kind of bitchy to you all the time. That's relatively amusing. It's got these bizarre live-action commercials. Like you go back to your main area and it plays a commercial for some product and on, on Earth dystopia, and they're. Some of them are funny and some of them are awful, but it's kind of the, you know... So French. ...that goes with it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Alex, what have you been playing? I'm still in Inquisition. I... My God. ...fucking love it. Hmm. 
it's just it's really nice to pop into after you get back from work like one or two hours you know set up some you know uh war table stuff go make like a decent party figure out how to like my favorite thing about it is like it removes healing or it makes healing such a situational thing that you only really do it when you fuck up and it's all about just like making sure someone puts armor on people someone puts barriers on people it's like about defending yourself more than healing and i like it you know i need i feel like i need something kind of graphics-y to bust out the it computer still looks bit. fantastic. It is a six-year-old game. I don't. I don't have anything. I've got the first Bioshock. That's not. That's not. no. It's like fucking fifteen years old. Well, no, two thousand seven. But uh, two thousand seven, two thousand six. Uh, two thousand seven. September. I got Mark of the. I got a bunch of two D shit. I got Hollow Knight. I got Hades. I got Mark of the Ninja. I got Galaxy. Hades. How's that going? I uh, okay. Um, I played it for an afternoon over the weekend when I had some home care and mm-hmm. I was able to just slip upstairs and play. Uh, it's, no, it is really nice. It is really, isn't it, really. Isn't is, the writing fantastic? It is so charismatic. It yeah. is so much. Um, yeah, no, it is. Don't it you is. fucking love Meg? I do. I do. And I'm kind of. Yeah, no, I, I do want to get back to it. But uh, just sitting there here playing it, servant. just hmm? sitting here playing it on the computer. I I you wish I was playing. Switch. I want to play it on the PS4, frankly. Mm, you can okay. plug in your controller. I know, I know, but I'm thinking more about maybe plugging in an HDMI cable and running it to my television. You can do it. I know. That's why I have a smart TV. I know. I kind of want to do it, but uh, but I haven't. I haven't. I played. I played Hades, but I want. I want to play like something like Dead Space. I want to play oh. a pretty first person shooter. I want to yeah. play Crisis. You know? <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> can it run Crisis? But maybe? what is what is the modern Crisis? I don't know. I think it might uh, be Doom. One of the one of the Far Cries. That's true. Doom. Uh, Doom, yes. Like Far, okay, but you think Doom, Doom PC is better looking than the latest Far Cry on PC? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, we've Doom been pretty stagnant graphically since 2016. This is true. Because the new id tech isn't out until the next Doom comes out. <laughs> yeah, it's only been 20, it was only 2016. I've got four years ago. My God. Yeah, we're, we're so old. You stop it? Yeah, see, now I'm beginning to understand why, um, why PC players are always complaining about uh, the waiting for console ports because there is no what is the great but besides Witcher I guess what is the great modern PC workhorse game? I, honestly, I still think that's the benchmark. Witcher three, maybe yeah. one of the Call of Duties that I never touch. Yeah, never touch them either. But no, oh, I don't oh, think so. Battlefield definitely. Really? Yeah, Battlefield one is a good looking game. Even okay. the console was good. That's a fine option. I could buy that Battlefield one because I'm sure it's dropped in price. Although it would not be on Steam, would it? No. Battlefield? Maybe. Hang on, Battlefield, enter. Search results. Yeah, the, the World War One Battlefield. Yeah, it's a, oh, yeah, Origin. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, come on, really? No, no. You're going to turn your nose up at a different storefront. I am. You're, at the, you're walking down the street, and you're at the Steam store, and like Ooh. next door to the Steam store is this other store. That has what you want. You're not going to walk like 10 feet down the road and go into another store to get what you need? You, you know what You know what I got here, right here on Steam? I got Star Wars Dark Forces. That's pretty That's good old, looking. though. That's so old. Oh, no, man. This is state of the art. This is state of no, the art. Yeah. 1992. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can three times. Different instances simultaneously. And it doesn't, no. I, my, my Steam library is so short. So um, I, I need to break Alex's heart, and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, I have to mm-hmm. do this. So... Pillars of Eternity was on Game Pass, and I tried it. Oh no! And I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I get it. Did you try the turn-based mode? 
Uh, I did, and and the issue is that isometric viewpoint and interacting with with, with a controller just ah. feels wrong. I felt it like feels, I played it on the controller, though. I, I I couldn't do it because it reminds me of when I would lose hundreds of hours to Neverwinter Nights or Neverwinter Nights Two. Yeah, I now need they know, a mouse. They know their I need, audience. I need clicky clicky to play that game. And even though I bounced off of that super hard, I tried. Pillars of Eternity 2, because you love that game. I do. And I didn't make it out of the intro. Aw. Because everything in the intro was referring to things that happened in the first game. Yeah, that was kind of... And it just made me feel like a shitheel for not finishing the first game. <laughs> so you I couldn't pick what happened, and like once you're done with that, it becomes its own thing pretty quickly. I will be I know, right back. Yeah. I know. I just... I couldn't... I couldn't do it. I just... Yeah. It, it's an interface issue. It, it's... the. the my enjoyment of those of that kind of game is so tied in to I when I used to be it. PC I hate games. It. it was it was the the story and the combat kept me going. Oh, and the sea shanties are really good. <laughs> so and unfortunately, it's because it's, it's bad because I could really use a nice long game right now, but I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't bring Your myself. Your crew is so to fucking it. great. I believe it. I, I was looking through the options and said options to like turn on more sea shanties or something. Yeah. Because the con- the console version has like all of the expansions. In it. You can it's have everything. You can have philosophical. If you can talk to animals, you can have a philosophical ar- argument with your uh, arbalist parrot, and it's one of the best characters in the game <laughs> for realsies. So yeah, I I tried it and I couldn't I couldn't do it. But what I did do, I was just again desperate for something to play. Uh, I finally picked up. To the Moon. Now, that's, To the Moon... Oof, that's came, old. It is. Well, To the Moon came out on PC a long-ass time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. It just came out on Switch, like, earlier this year. Uh-huh. It finally hit a console release. And I, I remember, like, years ago, my brother saying, hey, you should play this. It's a devastating emotional game. I was like, all right, well, we'll see about that. I'm made of stone. And I played it. And he was right. It's got some... In- incredibly heart-wrenching moments in it. But... But it doesn't know when to stop, and it puts in a twist that I didn't like. So I'm actually going to... I'm Pagliacci. Well, I'm actually going to go through... We're talking about To the Moon. I'm going to go through and explain my issue with To the Moon, okay? So the general idea of To the Moon, it it is a a very Super Nintendo-looking... Just walk around. I mean, Chance would hate it because you're just walking around talking to people, not doing anything. Ugh. It's it's all story based, all conversational based. It's 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 there's less interaction with it than there is in one Wander Song. It's literally just walking around, talking to people, and solving some light puzzles. But the story there is what the point is. Now, the general setup is there's a guy who's dying, and there's a company that you can contract to fulfill your lifelong wish in your memory. So very total recall kind of a thing. You tell them, you, you, you phone them up and you say, hey, I always wanted to do whatever. I never got to do it. I'm going to die in a couple of days. I would like you to implant this in my head so I think that I did it. Which is already an issue for me because if you didn't, I mean, maybe you should have done it and it's fake. So it doesn't I mean whatever. But if you believe it's real. That's, that's where we're getting into the whole total recall. Yeah. Thing. Did it actually happen or not? So, this guy is on his deathbed. He's literally dying. He never talks to the two scientists. The two scientists show up, and the first part of it is, is they, they go into his most recent memory. So, they're actually diving into this guy's head. 
and they find him just a couple of days ago, and they talk to him in his memory, and they say, what did you want? What are you asking for? He says, I want to go to the moon. Why? I don't know. I just do. So the first two-thirds of the game is traveling backwards in his memories, trying to figure out why he has this desire. And that whole to-the-moon thing fades into the background as, as his relationship with his wife comes forward. How okay. his wife passed away and how he's doing something that she really wanted. He made a, that she made a sacrifice for something. You don't really, it's not really clear what it is. As you go further in the past, you find out that she's actually, um, has, um, oh shoot. Cancer? No, no, it's not cancer. It's, it's, she didn't die of cancer. It doesn't really say what she dies of, but she's always this very strangely disconnected feeling. She's actually autistic, severely. Mm. So she has a very hard time building relationships but the two of them kind of hit it off and she stayed he stayed with her even as he be, she became more and more disconnected so you're kind of traveling backwards with him you find out how they meet and it's about her and then they hit a roadblock in his past where they can't go further into his past they can't go further than this part of his childhood so they cannot figure out why he wanted to go to the moon so they just some other mumbo jumbo bullshit that happens and they finally get past this block and they go back to his very early childhood before he had actually even met River, is her name, is his wife. Okay. And it turns out that he was a twin and that his twin brother had been killed in a car accident. And that had caused his subconscious to build blocks. So and he couldn't remember anything before that and anything after that was his hazy. Before that happened, before his, son, his brother was killed in a car accident, like a day before... They had gone to a festival, and he had wandered off and found like a uh, just a cliff area and, and was looking at the stars. He's like, "Wow, the moon's out." And River walks up as a child, and they meet, and it's awkward as little kids are, but they talk and they build this connection. And River goes, "Are you going to be here next year?" And he says, "Sure." And and she says, "Well, what if you get lost?" And he says, don't worry, no, we'll find each other. And if not, we'll meet on the moon. So the tragedy of it is, is that because of this accident, he doesn't remember meeting River. But River has, like, picture-perfect memory. So she spends the first three, two-thirds of their relationship wondering why he doesn't remember her. And this is all heartbreaking, and I love it, right? This is because it's about a relationship. I mean, it's about a relationship with a man and his wife, and I'm like, okay, this sacrifice is good stuff, good meaty, like, tear-drinking stuff. But then one of the scientists decides that they really need to fulfill this idea of going to the moon, even though going to the moon is not about going to the moon, it's about meeting his wife again, and decides that the only way to get him to be able to go to the moon is to remove his wife from the situation. Uh... To prevent them from meeting. Okay. And they go through with it. And I'm sitting here on the couch crying, saying, this isn't right. Because to take that kind of relationship that they've built, that I believed in, and to break it, to so, so does give it him... Does it that as horrible, or is it supposed to be... It does. The, the two scientists are at odds at that point. The woman, the woman is the one who decides that she needs to pull yeah, the whiff bullshit. out of there. And says, no, we need. he wanted to go to the moon, we're going to let him go to the moon. In his memory. Not again, none of this is real. So you cried. A little bit, yeah. But I cried because I was mad. I oh, cried because this relationship that meant something to him through his old age, became an old man, was gone. 
And then they pull the little deus ex machina, absolute bullshit, and he gets to NASA in his memory. Again, none of this is real. It's all fabricated by his head. He gets to NASA, and then he meets his wife again there. Ugh. No. Bullshit. They, they treated a relationship that they had spent the first... The game is four hours long, okay? They, they treated a relationship that they had spent the first two and a half hours building as a roadblock. Yeah, it sucks. That yeah. it prevented him from doing what he wanted to do. And it's it was wrong. It was wrong. I'm sitting here on the couch crying, sitting next to my cat. I look at my cat and I say, Leopold, this isn't right. And he looks at me like I'm a dumbass. Because I am. So it, it just... Uh, it bothered me. It really bothered me to see them take that route with it. It should have just ended with him going, you know, okay, he wanted to go to the moon and meet his wife again. So in his memory, you give him one last moment sitting on a cliff by this by this lighthouse that they liked and then let him go off into the sunset rocking us with his wife. Awesome! Heartbreaking, awesome, happy ending. No, that's not what they give you. That's not what they do. They They go this circuitous route and yeah, they keep the brother alive, but our tragedies are part of what make us what we are. And taking something like that and pulling it out and rewriting somebody's memory, it just, it rubbed me so much the wrong way. I was so mad. Yeah, because, because the meaning, did. the meaning that he found in his life was the love for his wife. Yes. And so the, tra- and the, this the one tra- asshole couldn't read between the lines. Yeah. And that's, that's the tragedy of it. And I think yes. that's why you cried because you went and saw a Greek tragedy and you got a little bit of catharsis out of it. But I'm maybe, bummed. I don't know. It, it just, it, nice it, callback. I, I don't, yeah, there you go. The last week's episode. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I got the same message out of it that other people did. Maybe that's the point. Maybe you're supposed to hate that this happened and then it kind of pulls it out in the end. I don't, I don't know. But it was interesting. It was, it's also very strange because it had, for this little 2D kind of like sprite game, it had weird performance issues on the Switch, which are what? completely, un- you know, it had like loading times. This could run in the Super Nintendo. I know. It had loading times between rooms. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> but it was like nine bucks on sale. So I don't, okay. I mean, nine bucks on sale. I, I not, I mean, it is a game that must be played in a single sitting. You need I, to go from start to end and knock it out. Because if you stop and come back, you're going to think about it too much and then be mad when you come back. It's got to, it's, it's got to hit you in the moment. And maybe I'm emotionally fragile right now because of other things that are going on. I don't know, but it was there just like... There are other things going on. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things going on. Was, yeah, and yeah. It, it was just like... Ugh. So now I'm playing an absolutely fucking stupid game from 2013 that is out on Xbox 360 called Marlo Briggs and the Max, Mask of Death that is just an absolute... Remember Wet? Yes. It's that kind of game. Absolute B but knows it and is absolutely ridiculous. 549 on Steam. Wet is five forty nine on Steam. No, Marlowe Briggs and the Mask of Death. Oh, okay. I'm not saying it's good. It's ridiculous and stupid. No, okay. Well, it's not but good that's what I game. need right now. I need I need something ridiculous and stupid to to Cleanse get past this game that actually made me feel a little bit. How dare it? So, uh, oh, it... I forgot to talk about Bojack. Oh yeah. Oh Bojack. shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, diggity damn it! That's one of the best series finales I've ever seen. That's one of the best series ever. Like it's yeah. really, it's really just. And it's it's really too bad about what happened to Tukin Birdie, man. It really fucking is. Yeah. Tukin Birdie should have been this uh this show's American Dad. It should have been. Yeah. But it was the the secret sauce was it was always a devastating like drama that just told decent animal puns. <laughs> and that's how it went out. It's one of the best dramas that's ever been on TV. 
uh, it's helped me relate to so many other people in my life. Like, oh, I, I fucking hated you until I saw Bojack. Now I kind of get it. I'm like, uh, I'm helpful at work, man. I don't think that's the thing you think. Anyway, anyway okay, yeah, I'm depressed, but okay, I'm not a monster. Because Bojack is He's a, a monster. monster. Yeah. Like, the second, like, you see his duffel bag with the label spy shit on it, you're like, oh, shit. This guy's a stalker. He's weird. He can't take rejection. I can take rejection. But um, <laughs> it, that one shot at the end of the second to last episode where he cuts off the TV and he sees him just old and just addicted, just staring back at the screen, that hurt. Mm-hmm. You remember like in Netflix used to ask if he was still there? Yes. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> like that just... Like, you, you don't expect this show to just get under your skin and shiv you, even when it's done it like five or six times. And it, it kept doing it right up until the end. And I'm just watching the entire series all over again. I, I have never finished a show and wanted to start it over again. Does knowing how I, it, it ends change how you look at the beginning of it? I wanted to, wanted to see, and it does. Like, it mm. does reference drowning a lot in the first season. Hmm. And like, I was kind of disappointed. He even tells a story about how, like, when he, how he wants to die. It's just to swim out to the sea until you're too weak to swim back. I love how, uh, how it understood that if he had died, it would have been, yeah, um, too, it, too much of a downer ending. They talk about downer endings a lot. Not just, and not it, just too yeah. much of a downer ending, but also it, it lets him off the hook. Kind of. Yeah. But because he chose to do, go out the way he did, he lost Diane forever. I know, I was so sad about that. That was the most devastating final scene of a show totally. I've ever sat through. Uh, did you read the article on AV Club about the fuck yous of Bojack Horseman? And how the no. final season does not have it? Okay. Weird. Apparently, every... Well, yeah, I did. Every, like, all the fuck yous underscore major developments. Yes, and every... And each season only has a single one. Except this season, it doesn't have any. Huh. And the the writer um, pointed out that if one was going to come, it was going to come in that final scene with Diane instead of fuck you. She says thank you to him twice. Aw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just like, look, we were friends, but you y- y- keep hurting me and this we can't meet ever again. But you're okay. It's nice to see you're okay. Mm-hmm. And just that's it. That's the show. And if you noticed, nobody spoke in the last episode except the main cast. Yes. Oh, God. No, I hadn't thought of it. That's such a good show. It's a brilliant show. And Netflix. I miss did, it. Did Netflix, yeah, Netflix fucked up that partnership, didn't they? Like, what happened to that team? Um, I don't know. I don't know. You can kind of see the exoskeleton of, like, the seasons they wanted to do flying past in the last couple episodes. A little bit, but... Yeah. And no, it, it didn't feel dissatisfying to me at all. No, I loved it. Yeah. The good place I would have liked, I would have liked, very nicely. I would have liked another season of, of what, of just what he did after and, and that process. And then to, to leave with an ending that did feel, I don't know, this felt like a happy ending, as happy as it could be. Well, he lost the two most important women in his life. Well, the two most important people in his life. Yeah. And actually all of the most important people in his life. And, um, and that's disappointing to me. Like I don't, I don't want to. But Holly Hawk and Diane specifically, he'll never see again. Yeah, and the, I mean, and you understand all of it, but 
it I, I it disappointed me that every other every character around Bojack. I mean, even that even though that was the point of it, that every character around Bojack got happy by the end of this season. It would have been nice to have another season that by the end of it. Bojack was at least we were confident that he was on his way, and he's he is currently better prepared to go in that direction than we've ever seen him. But I don't know. I just I wanted I wanted some I wanted more hope. I guess I don't know. I think. For someone like Bojack, this was the ending he deserved. And while I think there are celebrities that have gotten away with far, far worse without going to prison, look up Sean Penn kidnapping Madonna. Yeah, Yeah, it's a crazy-ass story. Um, He did deserve to go to prison. And it's nice to see, even in a situation like that, he spins into something positive and still gets to be a drama teacher. But it it bothered me. uh, It bothered me in the same way that... um, Okay, it bothered me that this... Rich, uh, and he comes across as a white guy. Mm-hmm. This this rich, famous, well-to-do white guy uh, went to prison and then just got out later. And it reminded me of the end of Baby Driver. Uh, yeah. Where this guy does bad things and then goes to prison and gets out and starts living his life just fine. And, well, isn't that fucking nice for him? When yeah. we have, when this week specifically, we have witnessed the American justice system fail spectacularly yep. to hold a rich white person accountable. And, uh, it, it made me think about like, what if, if Bojack was, uh, a black lab, um, he would never have gotten out of that prison. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of bugged me. Like the, the racial aspect of it kind of bugged me. But again, he did have to go to prison and he is white and he would have gotten out shortly thereafter. It would have been nice for them to make a joke about it though, at least call it out. Maybe. <clears throat> kind of like when House went to jail, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but this show hadn't flown off the rails yet. That's true. But the thing is, the point of this entire show was that it it always seemed like it was. Like and, and like after un, un, up until the point where you get what they're doing, it is abject it is abjectly insane every episode. If you didn't understand what Bojack Horseman was and you just caught a little bit of it, I don't think it would it would make you want to see it. You just think that is the weirdest. Why is he wearing a fucking bubble? And why is everyone else fish? <laughs> like, right? like if you just saw like just a snippet of an episode of Bojack Horseman and had no idea, I don't think you'd watch it. I remember no, watching it's, the first season. Gotta, and not it's a like, book. Yeah. You got to start at the beginning. Yeah. It's, it's an, it's an epic. It's a modern epic. Yeah. Scourge bringer. What have you heard about this, Alex? Oh, wait, no, just, I need to talk about the, the bird in the, the dream episode. The bird. Oh yeah, what the fuck was that about? Man, that got me. I it was not expecting a endless, endless mouth. That 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 shit got me. Yeah, that was like. But but had that bird appeared elsewhere in the series? No, never. Because everyone else in the scene was someone hugely important to him. Yeah, and that's just the weird thing. Like the the bird was a metaphor, I'm sure, for life or something. Mm. But um, <laughs> but I, like the the dinner scene, all, they were all eating such great dream food. Like, but I just had pills, and I think yeah. Herb was just eating peanuts, and someone just had a can of tuna, and it was just the weirdest specific shit. It, oh, it, was just, it just nailed that terrifying dream shit, and I loved it. Yeah, I liked how like Bojack was all scared, and Herb, I think it was Herb, was like, no, man, it's just your brain dying, doing what it needs to do. This just is, go this with is it. it. <laughs> just go with it. What's on the other oh. side? Man, there's nothing on the other side. It's just nothing. It's the end. Fuck. <laughs> oh, Bojack was a great show. It was heavy. Wow, season six, ninety six percent on the tomato meter. Tomato meter deserves every point. Um, wow. I I did watch. Uh, I think it's episode three now of Avenue Five. 
Mm-hmm. And it's still, it's still just kind of going over the same problems where they're all arguing about how long it's going to take them to get home and they're changing yeah. that number. Yeah. But, uh, as, as events go on, it reminded me specifically of how we thought we were all in for this ridiculous thing for only six weeks. And it turns out to be three and a half years. Well, no, it'll be four now at least. <laughs> and the the comparisons to the Trump presidency continue to amaze me. Like there are all kinds of parallels, or maybe that's just how I'm seeing it because it's on my mind a lot. Well, it's a major issue. Yes, and so so maybe I'm projecting too much of that onto the show. I don't think you can. It's a pretty big deal. And uh, but what I, I find myself more interested in the outsider, even as less happens in the outsider. Oh, get used to that. But it's fun. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm enjoying The Outsider. Um, the, the book didn't even mention what the monster was until, like, the last hundred pages. Um, it's a mess. Uh, you're so lucky you got to hear about what its name is in, like, episode, what, four? Uh, well, they, they said, like, you know, Tear Eater or Tear Drink or something like that. Yeah, you didn't get – all that just gets thrown in your face at the end. Hmm. That's well, a mu- it sounds like they fixed the pacing problems. Well, what I'm enjoying in is um, – there are there are some characters that they come across initially as very I don't know boilerplate boilerplate yeah but as as they're as you begin to see more of their relationships with other characters they become far more interesting. There's a guy who is quickly put under the thrall of the monster and has to do the monster's bidding, even as he's conscious that he's doing awful things and he doesn't want to be doing it. He is compelled to on pain of like horrible agonizing pain. Mm. Um, and his partner is this woman who clearly prior to the events of the show had a very positive relationship. She spends every, every time they interact, she calls him out on him, like not saying hi to her, not wanting to come to her baby shower or something, not wanting to hold her baby. And so they, they really get into it. And so he becomes more interesting because of his relationship with his partner. Um, the private detective that they get working on the, uh, they get running down leads for them in other cities, the cops. Uh, she is a really, really interesting character. She has this, like, I don't know if, if, the, I don't know if the same character was in the books, but she has like this memory that she has a flawless memory. But yeah, she has, she's like, kind of played off as autistic. But I don't know what Steven's trying to do there. But, yeah, it, um, it it doesn't it doesn't come across as autism. Like she she okay. specifically says that like they they tried to figure it out and they couldn't. Uh-huh. It, it was not it's not autism. Um, but she she clearly has social anxieties. But when uh, when this uh, earnestly nice guy hits on her, you can tell that her initial Fly, reaction flies right over her head. No, her initial reaction is to flee, but she's thrilled and confident enough to go for it. And yeah. watching that relationship happen is really okay, cool. Yes, with all the care, uh, this show is how to put it. Um, let the right one in is a better movie than a book, and it's possible that The Outsider is a better show than it was at all. It happens. It happened yeah. to Dexter. Um, happened to uh, well, I don't want to say Watchmen, but I don't think anyone expected Watchmen to be Watchmen. Watchmen was its own fucking crazy awesome Watchmen thing. was its own crazy the awesome Watchmen thing. wasn't... The first Watchmen was a book. They didn't... The, the, the Watchmen HBO was not a book. I know, I know. But uh, but I, I, it just it just came to mind when a TV property somehow eclipsed the uh, the books. Hmm. Or the, the film adaptation hmm. somehow eclipsed the book. Have I know. Read, have you read the graphic novel? Yes, several times. Okay. I know. Okay. I frankly think Miller's... Pro- no, it's not Miller. I thought frankly thought the writing was a little dense. Little, oh, yeah. It was a little yeah. I am John Galt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Anyway. But Space Squids. Anyway. <laughs> so, apparently, there have been entries into Chance's hate mailbag. Indeed there are. Indeed Excellent! There are. So, let me, let me pull it up. And let me paint the picture. 
Um, chance, nervous after months of not playing competitive. I think I did my, my support placements last month or last, last season. I don't even remember. I, whatever, it did not go great. Uh, so this year I had a, um, or this season, I had a, uh, I decided I was going to do my comp placements when my brother wasn't around because the system in its, you know, infinite idiocy somehow thinks I'm way better than him. And it's got us so far apart that we can't group up for competitive. Even when once you go into competitive, you'll have people from outside that SR range in your mm-hmm. group because the, the matchmaking is fucked lately. Um, so I decided to go ahead and just do it solo. So my very first comp placement on DPS, I'm running Tracer, obviously. Um, it does not go well. Uh, we're attacking on Volskaya. I am taking a ton of space. I'm actually getting some really sick support picks in there that I'm thinking I got to use this in a clip show. But when, when I do this, usually what happens is my team does anything, something, something, Mm -hmm. just something. Because what I'm doing is I'm taking three enemies that should be looking at my team and now they're looking at me. So my five teammates are facing three enemies, none of which are getting any heals because both supports are trying to deal with me. Uh, They should be getting a lot done. They're not. So I get in there, I get a support pick or two and eventually I get killed. And this happens again and again, but again, all my team has to do is push a little and we'll take this just like we took point A. Um, So we're pushing on point B. We don't get it. Um, I'm still fairly confident that I'm not the problem. I got four golds. I'm doing fine. Um, My team just isn't pushing and they really need to. And then there's the load while you go, while you switch to the other phase. So we're going to be on defense. And this message appears. Imagine having 500 hours on Tracer and still being this bad LMAO. (laughs) Was it from someone on the opposite team or someone on your team? This was from my team's Lucio. Oh! The support on my team decided to troll his own DPS in the, flame his own DPS in the middle of a match. His name, or their name, I'm gonna assume it's a guy, cause... It's uh, a guy. Uh, probably. His name is some variation with symbols of fucking all-star. <laughs> fucking all-star is this person's name. So what I do is I go into the uh, I go into the social system within Overwatch, and I avoid his teammates, so I won't get this asshole on my team again. And then I'm like, okay, let's let's continue doing our best, and we lose. Whatever it happens. Next game, I'm attacking on Nambani. Oh no, sorry. And then the match ends. Yeah. <laughs> and I get another. Because you lost. Yeah. And I get another message from this person. You've died like sixteen times. It was ten. Listener, for the record, it was ten. And, uh, and so I like, I, I open up the thing. I'm like, right, I got to block this person on PSN or they're not going to stop. So I think, I think about responding and then I figure what the hell. So I open it up and I send him a sticker of Ellie from the last of us smiling and giving a thumbs up <laughs> and, th- and then I block him. And yeah, and so you have no idea what the response is. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what the response is. Just, okay, buddy. Good for you. Whatever. Um, yeah, I got to do that on Twitter a lot. So next game I'm attacking on Numbani. And I come up rolling out on Tracer, and they have a Torbjorn, which is a Tracer counter, a Symmetra, which is a soft Tracer counter, a Bridget, which is a hard Tracer counter, and a Moira, which is a soft Tracer counter. And I'm like, you know what? I should probably just go Farah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have a Mercy. This will work out great. Uh, the Mercy never heals me once. We do not take point A. We do not. And the match is winding down, and we got like 45 seconds to go. And I'm like, okay, it's time to make a fucking hero play. I might as well bring out the best, so I switched to Tracer. 
and kick those motherfuckers off the point, no problem. And we roll the payload all the way home, no problem. And once we take point A, one of the enemy team leaves. And as we continue to push it home, the enemy DPS continues to rotate through a series of tracer counters. They go Junkrat, they go Sombra, they go McCree, none of it's working. Uh, <laughs> we, we continue pushing the payload home. And the, as the payload snaps home, the enemy DPS who started on Torb comes out on Tracer comes right for me and then it goes round one complete and this time slows and the tracer goes for a melee and the match snaps off <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck just happened so i look at the activity log and it tells you like when someone says hello or says i want to whatever and it says fucking all-star has left the game ah! so <laughs> because i set the system not to match me with the person of my team anymore they were on the opposing team they were playing dps and it Judging on the makeup that the enemy team had during that match, he told everyone that there's this stupid tracer on the enemy team, so everyone just run a tracer counter and we'll kick their ass. And they did, and it didn't work, because I was I had no idea it was fucking him. I was just doing my best. Kick the shit out of that guy. Fuck you, fucking all-star. It felt mm-hmm. great. I, I had no idea until it was over, too. It was really nice. See, at least with Overwatch, you have comebacks like that, and it makes a good story. I was playing... Magic Arena this afternoon because it was winding down at work and I had to come back like that, but there's no way to make it exciting. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, well, I was down to like three health. He had 20. Okay. Yeah, I had almost reached a, a, a stalemate on the board. He plays Kaya's Wrath, which is a wipe, kills all the creatures. I'm like, well, okay. So I drop like two or three things and get it back around. And, and, and in, in, in Magic Arena, you can't talk. You got emotes mm. and he emotes oops. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of steamroll him at that point. So he when, he, pl- when he played the card, he wiped his own creatures. Yeah, there's it's Kaya's Wrath is a board wipe. Oh, okay. Because he had he had we were kind of at a stalemate, and he was at twenty life, and I was down to like three, but I had stabilized. Okay. So he wiped the board, hoping he could get my last three before I could do anything else. Mm-hmm. But okay, the board wipes on his turn. It comes back to me. All my shit untaps. On my on my land, I'm playing mono black at this point because it's what I've been doing since I was in college, um, and I just drop out a bunch of cheap shit that all mixes together, and suddenly it's like, hey, I'm going to win. But I, I can't make that exciting. I can't. <laughs> I can't explain it in an exciting uh, way. I'm like I, well, I put some cards sure. down and some numbers changed, the and it was a really is, awesome time. The thing is, I'm still very conscious that my my basic Overwatch narrative is still. It looked like we weren't going to win, but then I played Tracer and we did. <laughs> Well, it looked I like I wasn't going story. to win. Then I played a Yara for three black, dropped her out. What a Yara does is whenever I play another black creature, uh, it does one damage to the opponent and I gain one life. In that Ooh. same turn, I dropped a, uh, shoot, it's a, it's a flying two, three creature that whenever I gain life, it gains power and toughness. But <laughs> in the same turn, it comes out, turn comes out, it triggers a Yara who does damage and I gain life. So it gets bigger and suddenly I have a three, four flyer for three mana. Next turn I swing for four. And I mean, it doesn't really work, does it? When you try to explain it that way with numbers. No, and it doesn't. It really, it really, it really, it really doesn't. So we should, we should move on. It's a beautiful spreadsheet. We should, we should move on quickly. Does that mean it's time for headlines? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I think so. Headlines. <clears throat> Netflix's Castlevania season three begins this March. Yay! That is way faster. Yeah, that's like six months later. That's awesome. Nice. Uh, in Overwatch news, a new patch is up on the PTR. Stun durations have been reworked to interact with each other, with each other more consistently. Essentially, if you're currently stunned and you get hit with another stun, the new stun will only take effect if it will last longer than the time remaining on your current stun. 
Simple. So it doesn't stack necessarily. No, I think what the problem was was like if you got Earth shattered and then McCree hit you, you would get up after the McCree stun instead of after the Earth shatter stun, which lasts longer than a McCree stun. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so it attacks on the end. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Maze Ice Wall will now have a visual indicator when a section is below 30% HP, which is nice. Um, because a team can easily break Maze Wall, but they don't because no one's ever shooting at the same section of the wall together. But if you can see that, if you can see that one is, if you can see that one, that section is breaking, you can focus it together. Okay, so that's neat. Yeah, that'll be nice. Makes sense. It's ice. It should be breaking into pieces. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Assemble Heroes timer has been reduced from 40 to 35 seconds on most modes. Uh, <laughs> There's a Grandmaster Reinhardt running around on PC with an AI McCree teammate. This guy started in Flash, or started in, uh, sorry, Platinum, created this, uh, this AI McCree that just follows the Reinhardt around, landing perfect aimbot shots on any, and any enemy that walks into. Well, that sounds like cheating. Right, it is. But it's still kind of brilliant programming. <laughs> a lot of people are kind of impressed with the programming. You appreciate the con. Yeah, you appreciate the con, but yeah, it's definitely a cheat. Uh, a new balance adjustment went up on the PTR today. Uh, Wrecking Ball's loss of air control is reduced from one second to five seconds when a target is hit with pile driver. So it's going to make it harder for a Hammond to slam and kill people. Uh, Bridget's repair pack overheal reduced from 75 armor to 50, so that's a nerf. And her heal pack per second reduced from 60 to 55. So I think the total heal from a repair pack is the same, but it'll take longer to get there. Um, so yeah, weird nerf to Brig. I don't think anyone thought she was OP. Maybe her win rate is too high in, in GM. Who knows? Symmetra's photon projector, the orb that you can use in alt fire, increased damage from 120 to 140. No one understands why. <laughs> um, that's just weird. Widowmaker nerf primary fire will now take 1.0 seconds to hit full charge instead of 0.8. So 20% DPS, 20%? Yeah, 20% DPS nerf to Widowmaker. Hmm. Kind of huge. Um, but elsewhere, biggest news, Cappy's Below will come to PS4 this spring, along with the new mode called Explore, which, with reduced survival mechanics, no instant kills, and permanent bonfire checkpoints. Uh, so Chamberlain no longer has an excuse. The Explore mode will also come to Steam and Xbox versions of the game. Yes, I, I am playing Below. I tried a little bit of it, and it was way too soulsy. So may- maybe I'll go back to it when this happens. It had an interesting art style, if nothing else. Can't wait for that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ubisoft announced today that three new AAA games will be released between October and December 2020, with a further two AAAs launching between January and March 2021. I'm sorry, so, that that it should be a further two AAAs will be delayed, although previously having been announced to launch between January and March. So between October and December, so we're looking at Watch Dogs 3, yeah. a new Assassin's Creed, yeah. a new Far Cry? Uh, I doubt a Far Cry. The thing is, I, I think it's about... It's not going to be Beyond Good and Evil 2. I think about what the three of us consider a AAA, and I think about what Ubisoft is prepared to call a AAA, and I imagine <laughs> there'll be a Just Dance oh, title in there. It's going to be like Division or something. No, who knows. Uh, just as the Final Fa- Fantasy VII Remake has been delayed, so has its timed exclusivity on PlayStation, and now extends until April 2021. Is that fun? Has anyone played it? Um, is that out yet? The demos. No, the demo got... Yeah. I don't know that the demo was even... No, the demo was it, leaked. It leaked. It never yeah. was supposed it's to come out. It's not officially out. Yeah. I thought there was one. Uh, there is one, but it's not officially out. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, Rod Ferguson, who's been working on Gears of War since the first game, will be leaving the franchise to oversee Diablo at Blizzard. Interesting move. Yeah, Diablo 4 is not coming out anytime soon, folks. Yeah, that's a delay right there. Uh, Rockstar Vice President, co-founder, and head writer Dan Hauser has announced he's leaving the company. So at That's the fine. at the end of Red Dead Two, when production was wrapping up on that, he went on a leave of absence. So so, so <laughs> something was yeah, already wrong. I think they knew what was up and who was responsible. Yeah, something that you think he's responsible. Well, I mean, 
they were talking about how they tried to make the shooting more fun and they stopped it. Yeah, but did Dan stop it or did I uh, don't know? Yeah, I, I would Sam. Sam leave an absence from that point to that. I don't know. It's a good point. Uh, but this is like uh, one of the Machowskis saying, "I'm not going to work with you know the other one." As far as I'm concerned, no. they've always been together. They've always been together. That's a pretty good working relationship for some families. Mm-hmm. Uh, word is that Dark Crystal's tactics game is a hot turd. Currently 61 on Metacritic for the Switch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, early access owners of Dreams can download the launch version on February 11th, a full three days before the game's launch. How also generous. Pass. I almost kind of want to check it out just to see what people make, but I didn't want to spend True. 60 bucks for it. Give it more time, then. Wait for it to be on sale. I don't even need to do that. It'll be on PS Plus. Mm, true. Uh, Fallout 76 will finally get NPCs in the Wasteland expansion, Wastelanders expansion in April. <laughs> hmm. Or you could play Outer Worlds. Yeah, or Outer Wilds. Well, no, okay. Either of them, either of them are wonderful. Man, sci-fi. that was a mistake. Someone really should have was. blinked and changed their name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, I. Both of them are great, and they're they're definitely different. They have, they have they're very different space. games. Yeah. Um, PS PlayStation Network earned twelve point four eight billion dollars for Sony in twenty nineteen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of money. That's a staggering amount of money. Uh, okay, so remember that character Samar the Justicard in Mass Effect two and three? Yeah, that was weird. That is Billie Eilish's mom. Weird. That is I weird. Mean- it's a small country. It, it, it's not, but I guess I guess uh, L.A. is a small town. Yeah. Uh, the Wonderful 101 appeared on Kickstarter this week for Switch, Steam, and PS4. Wait, does Billy Ellis live in the U.K. or America? L.A., man. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Okay. That's the impression I always got. Um, the Wonderful 101 appeared on Kickstarter this week for Switch, Steam, and PS4 ports. It took 20 minutes to hit the 50K goal for Switch, less than an hour to hit 250,000 for Steam, and less than 2.5 hours for half a million for the PS4 version. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Coming out in five years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently the Switch port is already done. This is just like a will you guys pre-order this mm, kind of thing. Okay. Um, the Last of Us Part Two is Naughty Dog's first game to feature an ESRB rating that includes nudity and sexual content. I'm sure it'll be classy. Well, okay. Now, my my immediate reaction to that was, oh, fuck, don't even try that, man. Like, Because I thought about, you know, like the love scene in, um, uh, what was it called? Days Gone. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, and God. then I thought about the love seed in heavy rain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I was Mark. like, I was like, oh my God, I don't need to go through that again with characters that I actually care about. But then I thought about that scene in the um, where it's Deacon and the the lady mechanic mm-hmm. from like the third camp, where she's like kind of oh, macking on him. Yeah. That was kind of hot. And the, then the, the woman candy, or that's man right. candy. Yeah, yeah. And then, but, but again, that wasn't actually a sex scene. No, it wasn't. It was just. It was just a foreplay scene. It was, it was like but Deacon's a, like, nah. Yeah. And then I thought about, um, I thought about the kiss in that trailer for The Last of Us 2. And if anyone's going to pull it off, okay, it's Naughty Dog. But again, yep. my initial reaction is don't need it. Don't, don't need, need it, it, Naughty Dog. You don't need to do it. Like, fucking movies don't need to do it. You don't need to do it either. What I think doing? I can go on record and say that I have yet to ever, ever see a convincing sex scene in a video game. No. Ever. Not a one. Never. <sighs> The best ones are the ones where they don't actually show anything. Where it's just no. kind of alluded to. The best like one. Mass Effect 2, if you romance um, the girl with three fingers. What? No, oh, Tali. Garrett? Tali, yeah. Oh. If you romance Tali, there's a sex scene. You don't see anything. It's all alluded to. Yeah. She says talking about taking, like, you know, 
virus blockers and things like that. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Tali was awesome. No, you never what, see anything. What I specifically remember about the Mass Effect love scenes is that it's always like a fade to black situation where like oh, you yeah. know that something's about to happen and then we look at the curtains. It's very rich, you look at a red, you look at a, like a, like a rocket taking off and, and a drawbridge going up. But the thing is, the that, that, allows, that allows, that allows, that leaves you with, <laughs> that leaves you with these characters you love being affectionate for each other, which is just, you know, a lovely idea. And then you pan away and then your imagination fills in the gaps. If yeah, you, just James Bond it. If you don't show me and then you pan back to these digital dolls and make them slap against each other in a way that is in any way unconvincing. And again, it's never been done. <laughs> it's never been done. Uh, it will be less effective than what my imagination would have done. So fucking camera the curtains, please. I, I, I think the uncanny valley gets deeper when genitals are involved. I would think. <laughs> <laughs> How old is Ellie again? Uh, well, in this game, she'll be, you know, I think she's like 20 or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's she's, been a while. she's clearly an adult in that trailer. All right. Anyway, uh, a Sony survey asks how appealing respondents would find PS4 remote play on Nintendo Switch. Weird. Nah. Yeah, no, not interested in I don't think the that. screen could do, do it. Do it justice at all. No. Mm-mm. Not like that, yeah, but all my PS, like, all my PS4 games are not made to play on a 720p screen. Like, oh, what those thumbsticks? Ugh. Ugh. No. Like, yeah, if, unless you're, like, doing a turn-based RPG or anything where, like, yeah, like, going through menus, that'd be fine. As soon as you're playing an action game, no. 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 Because the, the sticks on a, on a DualShock 4 are the best sticks there are. And the sticks on a Switch Joy-Con are shit. They're barely, they might as well have a fucking D-pad. Yeah. They're terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think so, it'd be a bigger issue. Me? People still love the Switch. Um, well, it's, it's a good, it's it's a fine console. I just, I can't play it for too long because it hurts my hands. Yep. That's why I, I have would, a Pro Controller. I would the Pro kill, Controller is actually really good. I would kill for a PSP2 or for some kind of custom mod where someone like takes a DualShock, cuts it in half, and slaps it on either side of a Switch, and it works. I've seen one where it's almost like a GameCube controller kind of slapped on the other side. Yes, I've seen that. But yeah. um, but again, I want one that actually feels really good, thus DualShock 4. Have you held a, one of the Nintendo Pro Controllers? Uh, yeah, I think I have one, actually. They're really good. I like them. Yeah, but, but then I can't do it in handheld. No, it's true. You can't. Yeah. You can put it up on that flimsy kickstand and hope it doesn't fall backwards. No dice. I want, I want to lay on my back on the couch with it on my chest. <laughs> Craning your neck. No, I got a pillow. I got a pillow behind my neck. All right. But, I, well. but, so, but so that's why I need to have it in my hands, because if it's on a little kickstand on my chest, well, then it's pointing kind of towards the ceiling, you know? No, I need to hold it. I need to hold it. The last time I had my Switch on a plane that I actually used it that way, I actually took the Joy-Cons off. Yeah, I can see that and, working. And laid the Switch like on the, the tray table, mm. kind of put it on there, and, it, and that actually worked okay. I can see that working fine. Um, but I would sir, I would hate to play any game that required waggle on a fucking plane. <laughs> what the hell is his problem? Exactly. Uh, man, man, if you could lean. Yeah, okay, okay, just, get me just for the up. sake Thank of you. the person sitting. Exactly. Just for the sake of the person sitting next to me. <laughs> and... I, you know, at the end of our show here, I feel like I should now point out that I have made a great sacrifice to be here with you gentlemen this evening. Ooh, okay. Because as we have spoken, I have missed the beginning, and I have missed the middle, and I have missed the end of the season premiere of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And so I must say, Oh, shit. I must say, fuck you both. Because I don't know what holds up. We gotta up. get on that. I don't know what holds up to right now. I'm sure he's doing fine, but I need to know. What network is that now? Can't you just replay it? NBC. Is it NBC now? Yeah. Yep. 
Well, I'm recording. Season premiere? Yeah. It's a weird time of year, or is it like there was like a mid-season break? I mean, yeah, like a mid-season pickup. I think this this is only going to be 13 episodes. I think it's going to be the Mm -hmm. end. Yeah, yeah. They had we we got some last year. I don't know. I don't know when the last season was though. I don't know if it was last spring. Feels like it's a lot longer than that. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think maybe this is just when it plays. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Someone else will pick it up. Wikipedia, list of episodes. Season six. Uh, January 10th to May last year. So yeah, this is just when it Interesting. plays. Interesting, yeah, this is just when it goes. Yeah. Shorter seasons. Tonight's episode is titled Manhunter, directed by mm-hmm. Courtney Carrillo, written by David Phillips. Original air date, today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be out there somewhere. I'm sure you can play it for another streaming service you'd like and watch it whenever you want. Well, no, I, I've recorded it. I'm just not watching it oh, right now. Well, as yeah, okay, no. that's then. It's yeah, fine. It's on the DVR. It's fine. Yeah. Basically, this whole bit was just to say, hey, listener, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is on. Yeah, watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all it was. That's all I meant for it to be. I mean, I leaned into it, but it's hard. Oh, this, is, this is what our, I do. Our, I, our best our best material is leaning into things. Come on. <laughs> If you don't know when someone else is being serious, then we're probably getting somewhere. So, <laughs> I, I want to buy a graphically, yeah, like someone, like Alex, give me a graphics hmm. powerhouse on Steam. Don't just say Witcher Three because I hate that fucking game. Okay, okay, hold on. Crisis Three. It's been those games aren't fun. No, like, and Three was not that good. I mean, it was okay. It was it was okay. You know what it was? It was a low eight. Hmm. Why did I just... Oh, oh, Dying Light. Oh. Yeah, think about that. Really? Oh, Arkham... Arkham Knight? Really good? Dying Light, you say? Yeah, think about it. <laughs> Chance is like, I could play it again. Yeah, On I a different console. Planned release date coming... Oh, this is Dying Light 2. Yeah. Dying Light... Click. I don't know... Yeah, I want to search. I don't want you to just you take just bought me. it. No, I, it's already done. No, I type in Dying Light, and then I hit enter, and it automatically goes to the top thing that I'd selected. Oh, man, it's 50 bucks. Ouch. Really? Yeah. Still. Wow. Jeez. On Steam? On Steam, it's 50 bucks. Like, I'm sure, it'd be, I'm, I'm sure it's like 40 American, but hmm. for me, it's, it's 50 still bucks. still a little high. Yeah. For as old as it is. I know. That's surprising. Um, hmm. Release date 2015. This is a five-year-old game. Yes, it is. Yeah, no. Still, no, it'd be cool. Well, you've be... never seen the PC, PC textures. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I'd be... They're really nuts. I, I know. I, 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 you know, with the mouse, I'm sure it'd be awesome. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't just bought Overwatch. I do. I think I do know. Because you don't want to lose all your over. skins. Well, no, it's it's not that I wouldn't have all my skins. It's that I've got a tiny little mouse pad to start with. and um, And I haven't played a PC shooter in... Oh, You'd God. be starting over. You'd be completely. I haven't over. played a PC shooter since Doom Three launched. Doom Three. I remember Doom wow. Three on the PC. Yeah, that was a long ass time. Uh, it was a good time. Yeah. The last Republican was in office. Oh, I you like, could do Red so Dead Redemption too. I yeah, uh, I, I considered that, but then I was like, but then I'd have to play it. Yeah, it's true. But, the yeah, thing but is, then they're also I, releasing. But you'd also uh, get to look at. It. If I got Dying Light, then I'd get to play Dying Light. Hmm. I know it's a very attractive proposition. I should probably just play more Hades. Hades I, should, I should probably see where that twelve foot. What, what, uh, what are your favorite? What are your favorite gods? What are my favorite gods? Yeah. Um, 
the one played by Jillian Anderson, I guess. I don't know. What are we no, I mean, about? like, the, the gods are, the, the powers are picking up. Um, I don't, I don't think I've gotten enough to, to say, like, I like Zeus or anything yet. Um, no, I don't really like any, like, there, there's none where I'm like, oh yeah, this guy, I still haven't gotten to that point with that game yet. Like, I, I've maybe give, give done, Aries a shot. I think I've done four runs. Well, I've never said no to anyone. If someone walks up and says, here, take this, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, More anything with Ares sure. that like has like a, a uh, like a damage buff or anything that has like, the sword of Damocles, which like every time you hit an enemy, like even just a little bit, it'll do like a set amount of damage after two seconds. That kicks ass. Hmm. It is wonderful. I'm not saying it's not wonderful. I'm just saying well, I it's, want. It's got it's got the perfect marriage of like mechanical depth and like an interesting story. I'm gonna I'm gonna type the word gorgeous into Steam. That should do something. Careful. Gorgeous. Careful. Hit search. No, it's not. It's not. Um, You're going to end up with some titty brawlers. You're not going to well, get Skyrim hang on, porn. Hang on. There's something here. The, the top thing is called Gorgeous Elves of Ganassa. <laughs> titty brawler. What the, uh, it definitely is something of it's that It's a Korean elk. MMO. No, it's a puzzle. Oh, it's a puzzle game with um, like what you'd see in like a girly calendar drawings. Ooh. And you and you put together the girly drawings. Okay. Easy steam achievements. Simple titillation. What five bucks? Uh two twenty nine apparently. Hey, but right, then hang on right. the the next the next thing under gorgeous is World of Warships. <laughs> World of Warships. So let's click on that. It is free to play. I would right. seriously recommend uh, sixty FPS No Man's Sky. No fucking way am I buying No Man's Sky on PC. All right, all right. <laughs> Uh, then this subverse is the third one what is subverse studio fow blast onto steam with subverse a sexy new sci-fi parody seriously where you command destiny 2 destiny 2 is gorgeous yeah you know what that looked great on on console i I imagine it's better on pc i never did play destiny 2 think about it i am oh my god we could do raids (laughs) <laughs> 14 hour raids no 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 20 oh it's oh, ridiculous oh, oh, Destiny 2 is apparently free to play yep so hang on there's Destiny 2 Forsaken for 35 bucks then there's Destiny 2 Shadow Keep for 40 bucks then there's Destiny 2 Upgrade Edition for 56.99 and then yeah. there's Destroy All Humans mm. the old one from Xbox whatever I think so Huh. So I, I've clicked on free to play Destiny too. You get the whole campaign. That's you, only the you, DLC. You know, you know what though? You know what? I, I think this is actually. I think we should keep this in the fucking episode because Chance was on the lookout for a gorgeous first person shooter to play on his hot new PC. But yeah. everything he looked at, he kind of went eh, the price. And then Alex suggested Destiny Two. And here is an entire campaign of apparently what he insists is some kind of hot shit, good looking shooter. And it is what? Free? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next. I twisted you your go. arm. You did. You did. <laughs> Actually, you just led me to the right door, Alex. Yeah, I did. And, uh, and we'll see if I'm willing to throw 60 bucks at it after, uh, I play this quote demo. Eh, get, get forsaken. Shadow keep kind of fucking sucks. I spent 30 bucks uh, on it. I regret it. And we start steam. But free. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not, man? This is like a Forsaken's full, fucking great. A full fucking camp. 
So, wait, no, 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 no. See, this is, this is Destiny shot. I don't care how good Forsaken is. I'm playing Destiny 2 here. If Destiny 2 is enough to make me want to play Forsaken, just so I can get some more Destiny 2, it will have failed in its Destiny 2 job. I'm telling you that right now. I ain't here for Forsaken. I'm here for Destiny 2. We'll see how good that is. You didn't have to sit through any of the mechanical shit that worked out for the first year. No. Oh, man, this download is not happening. <laughs> not right now. Not right now. What's going on here? Double click. How oh, big is it? It, it will apparently be here in four hours and 22 minutes, so I don't think I'm playing Overwatch tonight. <laughs> it is, Not while you're it is 83 no. gigs. Yep. Well, you have all the of, DLC in there, you just have to pay for it. Speaking of all Gosh, the if only I had room on my hard drive size? for a game that big. Yeah. So, ridiculous <laughs> yeah, hard space. Yeah, was it three terabytes? <laughs> oh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> it's ten. Jesus Christ, dude! Why? It's it's, it's uh, because yeah, sorry, you have a museum. No, because because of the because of the, the first of all, I I got like I got tons of music, I got tons of movies, I got tons of a lot of stuff, and additionally, um, I think about the fact that I have a one terabyte hard drive on my PS4, and that has never been enough, never nearly enough. I am constantly deleting shit off my PS4, and I fucking hate it. Ten terabytes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. How much of that's an SSD? Uh, one terabyte. Okay. So you have the, okay, operating system. The operating system is on the SSD. Okay. Okay. Storage is on the. One terabyte SSD is still nothing to sneeze at. That's not bad at all. No, it ain't. Like shit, shit closes and opens like fucking that on this thing. It's a beast. It's a beast, son. It's really cool. (laughs) I actually wanted a a desktop PC. I'd do something like that, but. Well, here's the thing, man. Like, well, okay. I spent. Four times as much as on this as I will on the PS5. And there's no fucking yeah. reason for me to have blown that much money on something I will get like 0.5% of the use of that I get out of my PS4. That's insane. I should have just bought a new TV and saved it for the PS5. But what, and then just gone and thrown a grand at a decent computer. I don't need this, but gosh, it's fun. Did you, so, so wait, 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 let me get this straight. You spent more on this PC, you spent. You, you could have purchased for yourself a PS4, a huge, a very 4K nice TV. QLED for no. less than you bought this PC for. For slightly less, but then Priorities. I, but then I would have had to also buy the PS5, and that would have been, well, whatever. Yes, whatever. but that was going to happen anyway. Let's not kid ourselves. Well, you know what? If all goes to plan, I will have quit smoking in two months' time. And <laughs> And I will be able to start saving up four hundred dollars a month. Chance, chance, we, we, we've, we've, this song, we've heard this song. I, uh, I really appreciate your trust in me, and I want you to know that I share your, your views. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not a good song. You know, I've, I've heard this song before. I've, I've heard, uh, what is it, Susan Connors? Alex, is that I her name? Who? The who's the who's the 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 woman in the Senate who keeps on saying she's got to stand up uh, to Trump? Susan Collins. Susan Collins. Yeah, <laughs> I I appreciate that. I have like the Susan Collins of everything. Susan Collins of quitting smoking. <laughs> Fucking everything. Like uh, yeah, I'm definitely the Susan Collins. I'm going to beat this cigarette right after this one. <laughs> Jesus fuck Christ, Susan Collins. <laughs> I, I appreciate. Wait, that. wait, no, no, politics. Time to stop. No, we yeah, can't do it. Yeah, we can't do it. We've been on too long. No, no, start, can't do oh. it. And I, and I, nope. I, I no, someone that. had a tweet of like Susan Collins is hell. Is she's drowning in a pool of acid, and there's a very nice lady right on the edge of the pool that really wants to get her out of there. But you know what? It's just not the right time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not a good time for her in yeah. her career. So. Yeah, and uh, and no, I. I what I told everyone when I was going on Champ X, and they're like, go ahead. Yeah, you go, Chance. You can do it. I'm like, yeah, you don't know me. 
And then, and then I actually did it. I will smoke through the nausea. I did do it for like two weeks, and I don't think I ever got That's into true. this. But Champex makes you have crazy dreams, and sometimes crazy dreams makes you grind your teeth. And I ground my teeth to the yeah. point that I cracked a tooth and injured muscles in my jaw. That happens to me every time I work more than five days straight. So, yeah, there's a thing you can get called a uh, what is it called a night guard? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, a rubber I have thing. one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and basically what it does is you, your jaw is still going to try to grind grind your teeth, but you got but, you got you got this rubber thing in between your teeth, and you so can't yeah, breaking your molars off. I used yeah. to grind through those. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's intense. So I spent two hundred dollars. Went to my dentist. Spent two hundred dollars for a oh, custom wow. one. Well, you got custom. a much better one. Yeah. So I got a decent one. Uh, you can get shitty ones for like forty bucks in any in any drugstore. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I did too. Because uh, I'm a hockey puck. They're quite shitty. It's true. So the tooth pain was so devastating yeah. that I quit Champex halfway through. So I stopped having the dreams and stopped destroying my face, basically. Yeah. And then you know, two weeks later, I started smoking again. Okay, but what if I what if I saw Champex all the way through three months? That's what they say smoking takes. You got to go three months without a cigarette, and then you're done smoking. So. This time, I've spent $200 on a night guard, and I'm hoping in, by two months from now, I'll be off them again. We'll see. We'll see if I actually get in to see my doctor. I've been trying to talk to him about this for two months and haven't been able to get an appointment. And listen, don't judge the Canadian healthcare system on this. It's because I want to see this specific dude, and he is kind hey, of hey, an hey. asshole. It's the trade-off for everyone getting to live. It's decent. No, it's not. It's not. It's this one doctor. It's just this guy's quirk. He's a zany character. And <laughs> like he is, but I but he's also the doctor that I trust, so I'm gonna go to him. And I'm gonna put you up with this bullshit. A doctor? Yeah, and I'm gonna put that that's the thing is I do I've never a rule books out of windows. No. Yeah. No. But I I, I do, do walk with a I, I do like him and I do trust him. And if at any time I could go to a different doctor and get this prescription. At any time after work, I could walk into a clinic on my way home from work, talk to whatever doc, say I want to quit smoking, and they're like, Oh Jam, back here you go. Well, then you gotta meet a new person. Um, oh, I can't stand meeting new people. No, it it's, sucks. It's, it's, it's not, does. it's not that. It's that this guy saw me through a sinusitis diagnosis oh. and he's just good to talk to. He's a good guy to talk to and it's, it's a fine conversation. It'd be like if one of you guys had a doctorate in medicine mm-hmm. and, and read I, up on all the current medicine shit and I could just go to you. But. Yeah, that's, that's what, yeah. But you're I a quirk. my sister on speed dial here. But you're a quirky fucking character mm-hmm. and if I make an appointment for 11. I might get in to see you by one. And so what I do is I call, is your assistant tells me to call you, to call her an hour before my appointment just to see where you're at. And it's usually I'll show up around two in the afternoon and then still wait 45 minutes. <laughs> so, so like, and that's um, not normal. That's not normal. Is anyone else hearing Chance cutting in and out? Oh. That's because he's downloading Destiny 2 right now. Oh. How can I, here we go. Pause. There you go. Sorry, I was at 6.4 megabytes peak. Yeah, that's 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 what was happening there. Yeah, I've paused it. Now, I think I think we're about wrapped up anyway. Yeah. Next week I will have a report. Wait, for that's going to take you four hours. No, it was at that speed. I don't well, know. he's also it's, chewing up upload speed with this. So yeah, once we it's, stop doing it's, this, it's, it's currently at two point three gigs out of eighty three. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So next week I'll report for you probably on Life is Strange two. Hmm. Life I should be able to knock too. out the entire series between. I'll now make and now. myself play something new. Yeah, it's that time of year. It is it's that time of year. Alex, I'm Alex, sorry. have you done Outer Wilds yet? I really need to. Let's you, do I that. think you do. I think you do now. Now's the time. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'll continue downloading Destiny, and I will go play Outer Wilds some more. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Yeah. 
we will find ways to amuse ourselves in this, mm-hmm. this barren time. And by this time next week, listener, we will have an opinion on Har- on the fabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. No. And the Birds of Prey. Yeah. And I might talk about The Good Place. Oh. Ooh, actually, yeah, I want you to spoil how that ends. We'll do that next week. Very, I, I want... very well. Okay. I cried. I watched it right after Bojack, and I was like, I should have fucking done this. Oh, that sounds like a mistake. <laughs> that was a, it was the... I, feel like, I feel like the iron is hot now, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We got some time. Okay, Let's it's all right, all right. Go for it. Here we go. Here we basically, go. Basically, the la- second to last episode could have been the series finale. Okay, I'm, I have not been following the plot. Terrifying. I just, I just know that they're arguing for the existence of humanity in front of like s- celestial beings. Yeah, and they do that, and they save humanity, and it turns out saving all of humanity, quote, is worth a few points. Mm-hmm. So they all get in the good place for real. But the good place is fucked. Is fucked. Heaven is hell. After. It, a while of feeling good all the time sucks. <laughs> so they redesigned that. And it's like, hey, look, when you're done living in paradise, here's a door. Walk through this door and everything stops. There's a death door. And then everyone lives happy ever after. And that's the second to last episode. And you're like, well, so the last episode is everyone choosing to die. And it's really good. It's not really, it's not a comedy anymore. It's just all these really interesting characters realizing that they need to say goodbye forever, eventually. So literally, the end of Paradise is Oblivion. Yep. And it's huh. beautiful. And it's wonderful. And it, there's, a, there's a speech about waves in it that I don't want to spoil. That just, ugh. Is the Tony Danza character still there? Is Gabriel hmm? still there? Gabriel? Yeah, yeah, the... Is that his name? Or Michael, Michael, Michael. Michael, Michael, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's... No, Michael... Wrong archangel, sorry. Michael gets the best ending. Michael gets to finally be human. No. Okay. And the last line of the series is, take a sleazy. I kind of wish... Like, okay, Bojack went for the exact same answer to After Death. Mm -hmm. And I'm not... I don't know that I disagree with it, but I've always really liked the Buddhist philosophy. Yeah, I like it. Just the endless cycle. Yeah, just the endless cycle of trying to, you know, become a more compassionate being. Yeah. And that, that resonates with me for some reason. Um, but I appreciate that, I mean, counterculture and the rejection of all religion. I appreciate that too. Because mm-hmm. it, it pisses me off. <laughs> it's one of the best written comedies ever made. I can't recommend it enough. What network is it on now? Is it on? It was on NBC. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, what's oh yeah, it's on Netflix. I could watch the entire season up to the current up to the, yep. uh, yeah, the current season isn't on. Wait, is it on Netflix? Netflix? It's on yeah, it is. Hang on, it's really? good shit. Where's my phone? Here it is. Hang on, let me look this. Wait, up. this last season is on Netflix? No, uh, but the okay. last the seasons besides this one. Yes, are. Yes. yeah, yeah, they and haven't caught up yet. And yeah. then usually it takes like six weeks or less for the new season to pop up. So we go uh-huh. to my profile, then we go search, and we type in good. It was not exactly a runaway hit. It's amazing it got this many. It's a good place. Season one through three. How many seasons are there? Four. Excellent. Yep. I could watch it, but I won't. Ah. Because. <laughs> okay. Well. Oh yes. The be- the I'll, bell curve. I'll add it to my list. No, no. As I grow older, I just find her really endearing. She's nice. She's and, fucking. And, and, and she I, is quote sun sun dried Arizona white trash in this show. And I know, I know. I've watched the first couple episodes. Okay. Yeah, it's great. But, yeah, I'm just I'm just older, and I've forgiven her for that thing she never did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In your mind, yeah. uh, um, I can I can be the bigger person. <laughs> so you total recalled it then? Did it actually happen? Okay. <laughs> I just I really uh, hope Darcy Garden makes it. Okay, so compare the 
what the fuck is Darcy Garden? It's, um, she's, um, oh, God. Janet. Oh, I think she already did. She's fucking great. Yeah, no, she's she's definitely one of the breakout breakouts. Not of the show. a girl. <laughs> um, so okay, now like compare this. Uh, the, I've heard hmm. some people say that it's that it does for philosophy what Big Bang Theory did for nerd culture. That's not fair. I'm not sure that it isn't. Big Bang Theory did. Terrible things to nerd. That's what I'm saying. The Big Bang Theory doesn't have any story or point of view. This does. That's a good point. Okay. Like, yeah, it's it's not a philosophy lecture, but it uses philosophy in ways the vast majority of shows don't have the balls to do. That's true. Okay, but now I want you to compare it to some of the all-time greats. Like, compare this to Parks and Rec. It's up there. I like Parks and Rec a little better. Compare it to uh, Thirty Rock. 30 Rock, I like less and less the more I come back to it. It was a product of its time. It really is. But I have such great affection for Tina Fey. And, yeah. And, and you can never look at Alec Baldwin the same, but he, he was really yeah. great in that role. Well, this was all post-voicemail to his daughter. It, it was all on the table. Yeah. Um, Nothing to lose anymore. Okay, no. but, but up against Parks and Rec. Hmm. Uh, I like Parks and Rec just a little bit better because I like the cast a little bit better. You see that cheaty calendar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. that. I saw that poster the other day, and I was scrolling through. They, they finally play that off. It's like, yeah. So we, someone told them that doing push-ups, you know, can help with stress. And so we started doing push-ups every day, and never stopped. <laughs> Is he jacked though? Oh, he's jacked. He's jacked as fuck. You see it a bunch. They know what they, they know what they're working with. <laughs> Clever man. They got the assets, so nope. show them off. Huh. All right. Right. I doubt anyone that thinks, okay, maybe it's just some philosophy. I want that philosopher to write a story half as compelling. Go. What? Ooh, I don't know. This is like lost me. Calling, this, calling the good place shallow just pisses me off. Okay. Well, not shallow, but I don't know. Like it, it, That's the worst thing about the Big Bang Theory. It's kind of, kind of like, kind of like. Oh, there's a lot of bad things. Kind of like just, kind of like heavily processed. Like like the difference between cheddar cheese it's and cheese slice. It's television. I, I know, I know. It's a treatise on like the 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 unfairness of the afterlife on network TV. Guys, you can't have everything at once. That is a good point. Well, I, I understand point. that, but no, it's a good you, point. You, you gotta dumb it down for the cheap seats a bit, and yet and they do. But they, no, you know what? Know, you know what I'm it doing? It felt like I'm a looking, high school class on philosophy. I'm I'm looking to give horse in the mouth. Yeah, there's there's never been anything quite like it. I'm going well. Well, dogs bark more, and people are like, it's a fucking cat, man. <laughs> <laughs> the way it got. just spun so many, like, plot twist plays for so many years alone. Hmm. There were so many layers to it. I love the shit out of it. I've rewatched each season at least twice. Hmm. All right, I'll give it a shot. It's really well, good. There you go. I'll give it All a right. shot. I think, I got, I, think I got to the end of season one, so. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's 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 good. There, a happy ending. Yay. And perhaps oblivion. We'll perhaps. see. We may be here next week, or the world may end. Or I may be reborn as like a fucking squirrel. I would love to be a squirrel. I'd love to be a squirrel or a cat, but no. but not a house cat, a wild cat, uh, a fucking Scottish no, no. feral Highlands cat. Fuck all of that. I need thumbs. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. don't need I don't need thumbs to pounce on my prey. I. <laughs> I don't need thumbs. I don't need thumbs to yowl when it's that time of the month. <laughs> See, 
My Wait, instead of a squirrel, I, I, I want to be one of those tiny rat monkeys called marmosets. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, be cool my identity monkey. and my enjoyment is so tied into things I do with my hands that if I didn't have hands, what would I do with myself? Okay, what about, have you considered crab? They got those claws, man. And there's any variety of primates. Alex is right. Yeah. You start with the marmosets, work your way up to like an orangutan. Oh, like a hyper-intelligent algae. <laughs> an amoeba. Mm-hmm. There we go. Look, what are you going to learn as an amoeba? <laughs> Nothing. But your life... You, 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 How to become the building block the, of a whole other, you know, train of species. There you go. Yeah. You just reset faster. And and where are you going to go but up? I mean, once you're an amoeba, well, I, there's, no way, I feel, there's nowhere to go but up. But, see, I worry that when, when we consider that... a fucking that, tardigrade, When man. we consider that... When we consider that the next life thing, so we're like, well, what is the step up? Maybe the step up from human is porpoise. Maybe if you become like perfect at being Not a human, in these oceans. you become. Whoa! Oh, that's it. That is the best we're going to do this week. I agree. Alex, thank you for your wisdom. Yeah. Chance, thank that's you for being here. That's not so much wisdom here. as a grim reality. I mean, that's still, it, it, was the perfect, it was the perfect line at the perfect time. Chance, thank you for talking. Thank you. This is fine. <laughs> thank you. Everything's everybody. fine. <laughs> so long, and thanks for all the fish. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you in a week. Uh. Fish, fish, fish.